Alrighty, you guys, here we are at season seven. Can you believe it? I've been doing this for seven seasons now. Just kidding, it's only been like two years, three years, I don't know how long, but a while. And um, I know I said I was going to have Sandra on to help me tell the story, and I will next week. Um, we're splitting this up into three episodes, so the next two episodes she'll be here. This episode is just like my side of things, how things played out for me, and uh, kind of what went into it. And it's going to be kind of a longer story, so I'm going to skip all the extra like little segments that I usually do and just get right to the story part of it. So here we are. Here we go. And all that jazz. Alright, so today's episode is going to kind of be going a little more in detail and in depth into the two people that really introduced Sandra and I and kind of made us the friends that we are today and like how our friendship really got started or the drama that it started from like in detail just because I thought it would be like an interesting story to tell you guys. So um, obviously our story starts off with her ex Devin. And I'm going to go ahead and gloss over, like, the earlier parts of our friendship. Like, as you all know, like, we met when I was in ninth grade. He was in 10th grade. We met while I was hanging out in the band room. And I always identified as, like, a little misfit weirdo kid. So, obviously, I looked for other little misfit weirdo kids to hang out with. And he was one. He he was more than that. He was just like, this dude was just an odd bird, let me tell you. He was just, like, an odd bird. And... The more I got to know him and like later on down the line, I would see why, partly why he was the way he was, but I also would see how he would use the way he was as like an excuse for certain bad behaviors or trying to excuse himself for following other people into bad behaviors. And I just didn't have time for that shit anymore. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get into it. So at the end of senior year, if you remember from the story of how I kind of met Sandra and our little friendship or whatever, um, I told you that Ben and I broke up, right? And I started getting in contact with old friends that I hadn't talked to in a long time. Well, he was dating one of my other friends that I kind of started hanging out with again um, after Ben and I broke up. And so him and I started hanging out again. And there was one day after school where I had nothing, I wasn't sure what to do, I wasn't sure where I was going to go, I didn't want to go home. So he just pretty much told me like, hey, come to my house, like it's fine, like we'll watch a movie, do whatever, it's Friday night, like let's go have fun. So I was just like, alright, I'm totally down. So we walked to his house and you gotta understand, when I say this dude was like an odd bird, I mean he literally had just basic sweatpants and basic black and white t-shirts. Like, everything was either black, white, or gray. T-shirts or sweatpants. He, I know he did own jeans, but very seldom did he wear them, but I do remember seeing him wear jeans a few times, so I do know he owned some. But, here's the thing, he would wear the same sweatsuit or the same clothes, like, three, four days in a row, you would smell him, like, you would see his hair being all greasy and, like, flaky and icky, so it wasn't like, you know, he was very clean, and I thought, you know, maybe he's just, like, one of those people, because there are a lot of kids that I grew up with, um, at school who were kind of like that, because, and a lot of times it was because their parents were, like, poor, or, like, they didn't really have a lot going on, or, like, their parents were super busy and didn't really, like, weren't really there for them to like check up on them and make sure they were like clean or whatever or didn't care so I kind of just figured that's 
that's probably what it was for him too. Like his, he was just poor and his parents either were just checked out and just didn't care or his parents just weren't around and were just gone. So, um, basically I get to his house and I had only ever been in a house like this one other time. And that was in eighth grade, which I will tell you later on down in this season. But basically I walked in and as soon as you opened the door, like you could smell this house. Oh, and by the way, when I tell you, um, we went to his house and all that, he was one of these people who his parents wouldn't give him a key. Like if he wanted to come home, he'd have to text someone and tell them to unlock the door for him to be able to go to get in. And so we get in and I'd never, it was a house full of other adults. There was like nine or 10 teenagers and adults there. And it was, you could smell it. Like as soon as you opened the door, even before you went in, you could smell the house. That's how bad off it was. Like the outside of it was kind of like dirty, but I figured it was just because it was an old house. As soon as you walk in, there's spider webs everywhere. There's dishes in the sink with mold on them. The trash can was always overflowing. Um... There, at one point I had to use the bathroom and he he told me that basically when I flushed the toilet I had to dump a bucket of water in it because their toilet didn't work and also when I went in there they had no shower head and a bucket in it catching drips out of the shower because the shower was also broken which kind of made me understand why he didn't shower often and probably why he wore the same clothes because probably their, their washer and dryer was either super dirty or didn't work either. I'm just saying. So upon seeing this, I did kind of feel bad for him, but it also really made me understand like why he was the way that he was or why he never wore clean clothes and why he always looked dirty because his entire house is dirty. Nope. Like I said, nine or 10 adults and teenagers there, all hidden bedrooms or the living room, not doing anything, not cleaning, not doing anything, literally all just sitting there watching TV and other shit all day or sleeping. So like when we went there, we went to this one bedroom and he tells me, yeah, usually like me and two of my brothers sleep in here, but both of my brothers are like doing whatever in the other room. So like we can watch a movie or whatever in here. And so we sat down and we watched Repo the Genetic Opera. After it was over, I sat through the whole movie and it was a good movie. But the entire time I was so uncomfortable because the state of the house and just the state of it was all all except for his mom. There was literally like it was all men except for his mom. And I was super uncomfortable. So literally right after it went off, I was just like, oh, I got to go. I got to go home. So I just ran home and um, he he walked with me home. But I like walked as fast as I could all the way home, just trying to get away from that situation. And. After that, I really, besides like hanging out with him once or twice where we just kind of like went and walked around, didn't really talk to him a whole lot after that because that was like, just that was like a lot for me. Like, it was just a lot for me. Like the smell was overwhelming. The amount of people there were overwhelming. And on top of that, I have sensory issues because I have ADHD. So the smell and the amount of people and the sounds and just everything going on at once in that house was kind of a lot for me so um you know I just tried to make it a point to not hang out there anymore if I could help it and then eventually just stop talking to him because I was like besides going and walking around there's really not much else 
we can do when we hang out because he never he barely had any money and when he did we usually just went to like jack in a box or some some dollar store or something and like bought junk food like that's literally what we would do and just continue walking around like there was literally and half the time when we went and bought junk food I was the one paying for it so eventually I was just like you know what I don't really want to take this dude places with me because he's kind of gross and I don't really want him to come to my house because he's kind of gross and like I don't want him around that much so I just kind of like let the friendship go and die out and did whatever else I was gonna do So a couple years rolled by, I'd say probably about two years, maybe three years rolled by, and all of a sudden it's 2012, I'm on Facebook, and guess who should pop up but Devin, and we start, you know, kind of chatting on there, back and forth, and he's telling me about how, you know, he's in, at the community college now, and he's do or a junior college, whichever, and he's doing, you know, like a really good job, he's taking some classes, he's looking for work, he has a girlfriend, and I'm like, oh cool, like, he's kind of like at least trying to better himself and trying to become, like, a productive member of society. And I, at the time, like, looking for work, and I'd had a job for a while, but then I lost that job. So, like I said, I was looking for work, but, like, was also living with Aaron and doing other stuff at the time. And so I was just like, all right, cool, like, this will give me someone else to hang out with who's, like, a productive member of society or trying to be besides just... Hans from Frozen, who really didn't have to be a productive member of society. I mean, he went on to become one anyways, but at the time, he really didn't have to, and so he wasn't. And he just kind of, like, did his thing, and so I wanted someone else who could be, like, who would have to work at a job and have to do other stuff and have, like, a normal life besides just sitting at home all day and still getting, like, a check because of disability or whatever. Not that people on disability there's anything wrong with that there's really not I just wanted someone to make me feel like normalized in a way you know what I mean and I thought well if he's doing all that and he's cleaning up his act and figuring his shit out like and I'm trying to do the same thing it might be nice to have someone else who's like doing that with me and so we talked on Facebook for a while kept trying to plan different meetups and different things to do together and everything we would plan would just kind of like not work out. And later on I would learn this was probably for the best. But who knows. Anyways, um, but yeah, nothing would ever work out. So eventually, like I said, he kind of got boring on there because he would literally just talk to me about the same couple things over and over and over which is kind of a theme for him he would just constantly do that in high school and then again after high school he would constantly do that and he was also the type of guy who would literally update his facebook with like oh i went to the store and bought a fucking soda like ooh, like stupid shit but like everything he did he would update everybody on facebook about it and post about it like going to the store and buying a soda or oh i went to the park today with my friend and there was a guy there or like oh I just walked to jack-in-a-box and had a burger like stupid shit so like I said after a while that got really old and I just kind of like gave up on it and let it go so it's now February of 2014 and guess who I should run into on Facebook yet again Devin and 
of course, because he starts chatting to me, and I, of course, at this time, am kind of, like, I'm no longer friends with Glorin, and I'm kind of starting to, like, no longer be friends with Hans, so I really didn't have a whole lot going on, and so him and I started chatting on there, and this time when he agreed to meet up, I kind of was so down because... Like I said, I'd been looking for work but still hadn't found anything. I didn't really have any friends left anymore. All I had was basically Aaron and going to my family's house and I had literally nothing else. And I was just like, you know what? Might as well just do it. It might be nice to see like an old friend I did never expect for it to go the way that it went and for things to turn out the way that they did, but they did. And well, this is about to get juicy, so strap in. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we finally meet up. Like, it took a month of us talking for us to finally figure out a day where we met up. And literally, the only reason he kept saying he was busy every day is because he was going to the junior college and hanging out there all day. And in my understanding, the way he made it sound is that he was still a student there. So I full-on thought, you know, he's still there taking classes. Like, I might as well go and, like look at classes and other stuff too so when we hung out that's what our what our talking and all that was about because we met up at at this park and then we went and walked at a no first we met up at a bus stop and then we went and walked around we walked through target and everything just talking over like different classes at the college and different other things going on and all that and you know if I should go enroll in classes and other things. And eventually Aaron got tired of hanging out with us. So he went home and now Devin and I are alone, just walking and talking about, um, first off all these high school memories, going to college, um, getting jobs, like different jobs that I'd had because he'd never had one still, even though he supposedly was looking for one and all this other stuff. Um, I asked about his old girlfriend that he told me about in 2012. He literally acted like that never happened and didn't remember her. And I was just like, oh, okay, weird. could have told you, like, I could swear you told me you dated a girl named Celia, but like, guess not. I don't know. But then, um, yeah, we wound up at a park kind of between my old house, because if, if you don't know, right after that, right after Ben and I broke up, I moved, and then I moved again, and then my parents moved, and just so, like, I no longer lived out there anymore, and he starts trying to invite me back to his house, and the only way I could do it is with a beer, and literally, I bought myself a beer at the little, like, store that I, it's the store that I used to like ditch high school, like first periods and go get donuts at. Like that's the store I'm talking about. So I went and bought myself a little beer at this convenience store. And then when we went back to his place, I literally sat in the backyard and drank because I was so uncomfortable and I didn't know what the fuck else to do. And I didn't want to go inside his house like at all. So, um, finally, because I drank beer, I really had to pee and I just wound up peeing in the bushes in his backyard because like I said, I really didn't want to go back inside the house. And last time I had been there, the bathroom was not only filthy and disgusting, but it was broken and didn't work. So like really didn't want to use the bathroom at his house. Okay. Sorry. I just didn't cause I felt like I was like just really disgusting about the whole thing. So finally I go back to Aaron's and I's house where we were living with his parents 
And again, that night we moved from there and the next day we were gone. So now not only am I not in my old hometown, I have none of my old friends left. So it's literally now is the time I'm thinking, you know, if I just go now to the junior college, because a lot of like my old classmates went there and he knew a lot of people there. So I'm like, it would be perfect because I could like try to like reconnect with some of my old classmates that I was really good friends with and see them and like, he knows a bunch of people, so I might be able to make new friends. And so in my mind, I'm like, this is perfect. So I start looking online and then I decided like, before I go look online, why don't I just like go there? So him and I had a day to like meet up and plan out. And this is the day he told me, cause he told me all about Sandra already. And this is the day he told me that I was going to meet her. So I, we had planned for Sandra and Aaron to come in and meet up with us later in the day, because I literally thought I would spend the day signing up for classes and waiting for him to get out of classes and other stuff like that like you'll 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 no that's not how it went at all um and when I said strap in this is why so I get on the bus that morning to go out there he gets on the same bus as I got on funnily enough because I got on the bus at my mom's job and just rode out there and it was the same one that went past his house so he got on we rode the bus to the to this college together we get out first thing we do is we had to do a little like convenience store next to college get energy drinks and snacks and whatever else we're gonna need for that day go back to the college and just kind of like hang out and when I say hang out literally sat first inside the student union then inside like the food court then outside at this little taco truck that was set up specifically for the kids there and the, some of the jobs around there in that area of downtown. Then back to the college to go hang out with a bunch of people that he knew, which, by the way, I should have taken this as a red flag. He was not a student there. He would just go hang out there all day because he had nothing better to do. Even in the mornings when people weren't out and about, he was just either wandering around the college or sitting somewhere in the college. Like, that's what he was doing, even though he was no longer a student there. And wait until people he knew were around, and then the whole time while these people were out hanging out, he would literally just stand there. Nobody would talk to him, nobody would acknowledge him, nobody even bothered to. In fact, a lot of them tried to kind of, like, move away from him and, like, exclude him. Should have been a red flag, but it was not. And for a good two hours, we literally stood there with this group of people who wanted nothing to do with them. Them and I had a great conversation. I, like, they included me. They were nice to me, but they literally were just trying to, like, avoid him and exclude him and get away from him. So that, like I said, that should have been a red flag to me, but nope, nope. I was so desperate for a friend and trying to get into the college so badly that I thought, why don't I just, like, give college one more shot? Because I had taken classes there before, but that didn't work out. So I was like, yeah, this will be perfect. Anyways, the day wears on. Um, I ran into Hans from Frozen. It was really awkward. Ran into Leon. That was really awkward. And then Sandra and Aaron both show up. And immediately... Sandra and I hit it off. It's awesome. Like she's an awesome girl. We knew we wound up knowing a lot of the same people and having like a lot of stuff in common and just were able to instantly connect with each other and talk so easily. And according to him, he was already in love with her, already like just knew she was the one, like all this stuff. And this to me is another red flag because he was totally just like love bombing her. He was always when he had money, he was always like 
buying a snack for her or asking her if she wanted him to buy her stuff or, or walking her to her classes or just like making on over her like it was some big deal and they'd only been together literally for like two weeks so this and had I known that I would have seen that for what it is which was totally love bombing but the way he talked about her made it seem like they'd been together for a long time so I thought that they had anyways um so that's why I was so shocked when I told them like oh yeah me and Aaron have been together for like two three years now I don't know however long and they were like oh my god like we've only been together for a couple of weeks. And then I was just like, oh my God, like he's love bombing you girl. What the fuck? So, um, which is a form of abuse by the way. Anyways, I was just like kind of creeped out by the whole love bombing thing. And so after we left though, Sandra, I would try to text her because we exchanged phone numbers and everything. So her and I would like have texting conversations going like stuff like that, that way. But then about a week later, it happened. And I'm going to go ahead and get into that. And then I'll go into how I met Joni next week when Sandra's on the show. So about a week later is where I'm going to pick back up. So about a week later, he calls me and he says, guess what I did? And I said, what did you do? And he tells me, literally, it's giddy and like squealing with glee about how he's so excited that he broke up with Sandra and I was a little upset because I was just like look I'm finally making a friend here and you're about to run it for me boy like what the fuck anyways I was just like oh like why did you do that and he goes well I just felt like things were going so fast and I'm like really because from what you made it sound like you knew she was the one and you were in love with her but okay it was moving too fast things were going crazy and just you weren't ready for a relationship fine whatever but then he goes on to tell me that she was jealous of his friend Joni who we will meet in next week's episode and that she was jealous of me and all the time that he spent with Joni and I even though literally we would maybe hang out once a week or every other week if that and when we did hang out it was only for like an hour it wasn't even like anything crazy it was literally like us meeting up for an hour walking to a gas station or a little store near his house getting a soda walking around hanging out at the park and then me leaving like it wasn't anything like wild okay like and he did kind of like text me a lot but half the t like half the time maybe even more than that i was basically ignoring him because like he was just always texting me the same shit over and over again like hey what are you doing how's your day going blah 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 and then it's like we'd stop talking for a little bit because i'd get busy and then literally like two hours later hey what are you doing how is your day going blah 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 or hey you remember this person from high school i haven't talked to them for in a while I don't know why, but some people from high school have quit talking to me. Like, yes, bro, like, that's what happens when you grow up. A lot of people move on and change and stop talking. Like, that's just a normal part of life. Like, I don't understand what's so unbelievable about that. But, like, okay. So, during this time, I was also trying to, like, text Sandra often and check up on her and make sure she was okay and I was also trying to like invite her over and get her to hang out which she barely would respond to me and then when she did it was like very vague 
And I later learned it was because she thought that, you know, I'm still Devin's best friend, which I really wasn't. Like, I... Ew. Anyways, but like, yeah, so she's she knew I was still talking to him. And she, pretty much from what she told me, she thought I was like how Joni was, which you will learn about her. Like I said, next week, she was fucking wild. Anyways, um, and so she thought that, you know, me and him, like, were just super close had a, had our thing going and that like anything she said or did I would tell him about it and we would talk about it and all this stuff and that's not how it was at all like I literally was trying to get away from him so I thought if I could be friends with her now that they're broken up her and I can have our thing and be friends and not, I won't have to bother with him anymore and little did I know that's exactly what would wind up happening because of some other stuff that ha- we'll talk about next week but yeah it was insane and I hated it I hated it But at the same time, I just wanted to have someone else to talk to so bad that I literally would text anyone at that point besides him. So after the breakup, a couple days go by and him and I hang out once or twice during that time because I'd been staying at my grandparents' house, kind of more into the old hometown I lived in at the back then. And I was just like, you know, talking to him and hanging out and he starts telling me all about his friend Joni because I had mentioned wanting to make more friends specifically more female friends because I felt like every time I made a friend it was always a guy and I just wanted another girl to talk to girl stuff to talk to her about girl stuff you know like whatever and he's he starts telling me about you know I had this friend Joni and I think you would really like her you and her would really get along you guys believe in a lot of the same things and I'm talking like ghosts and spirits and all that we all like we both believed in that and so he thought because of that like her and I would really get along and we both you know liked makeup and we both liked the same kind of music so he's like I really think you guys will get along and I really 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 want you to meet her Alright, you know what? I might as well tell you the Joni story now since it correlates with the story and I know I said I was going to do it next week, but you know what? I'm not completely out of time, so let's just get into it. So, um, a couple days went by. Devin and I planned out this whole meeting and I had been at my grandma's house and she had to go run some errands, so she told me I'm going to drop you off at the park and then text me whenever you're ready. And I pretty much told her, text me when you're done with your errands so that way I know and then you can just come get me. And she was just like, alright, sounds good. You have about an hour then. And I was just like, thank God. Because from the beginning, I knew this was going to be bad. Like, mm, I could see the red flags in in my windshield. And I just knew it was not going to be okay. So, he wanted us to meet at the park. Where him and I always usually wound up hanging out. It's called um, Everett Park, I think. And so, that's where we went to meet. Him and me and then Joni and her boyfriend husband fiance I don't know which one he was because she called him all three during the time that we met he first she introduced him as her husband then it's then when we were talking later she called him her boyfriend and then when we were talking again he was her fiance so I really don't fucking know exactly what he was but um when we met at the park she brought her two kids and him and we'll just call him Jed her and Jed and Devin and I, and the two kids, which were Jed's kind of stepkids, by the way. They weren't his kids, but yeah. And as soon as we meet, she starts telling me about how she has all these weird powers and can control energy and all this other bullshit. 
because she's a witch. And immediately I knew this bitch was crazy and that I had made the right choice by telling my grandma, like, in an hour, please come and get me. Like, I will be fucking done. So, um, it took a lot of willpower to not text my grandma and beg her to come back and get me right then, but I didn't do it and we went on with this. And the first thing after she says all this stuff about her being a witch is she told me that she could sense my energy and that she could, like, feel that I was anxious and that I was nervous. And I was anxious, so yeah. Not nervous, just anxious about how horrible was this thing going to be now, now that she was saying all this to me. And then at one point, her kids ran out to the playground. We're all sitting at one of these tables talking, and her kids are on the playground, and there's an older lady with two other little kids there on the playground, and all the kids are playing together. There's not a problem, and now I'll admit this right now. Joni and Jed were not watching their kids. They were not. We were kind of far off from the playground, and they were not watching their kids. They were more busy talking to me, talking to Devin, not really paying attention. So, of course, this older lady, when her kids were doing something that they were not supposed to, stepped up and kind of told the kids, like, hey, like, you you can't do that here. Like, you need to stop. And the kids listened to her or whatever. And then after a while, when she realized this lady kept having to do that, she jumped in and was just like, oh, guys, don't do that, blah, blah, blah. And then comes back and says, I fucking hate that lady. Every time we're here, she's here. And every time we're here, she always feels the need to tell my kids what to do. And I'm like, yeah, because you're fucking not telling them what to do. Like, somebody has to watch your kids, dude. And if you're not going to do it and someone else is over there, I mean, right? Common sense? Okay. Okay. Glad we're on the same page. Anyways, she uses her magical powers to create a breeze and blow an acorn at the lady's head. It's called a coincidence, girl. It's called a coincidence. That day, there had been a breeze all day off and on. So it wasn't like you caused this. It was just how the weather was, girl. It was not you. So this lady gets hit in the head by an acorn. And of course, the lady reached up and rubbed her head where the acorn hit her and and of course, Joni has to laugh. <laughs> See what I just did? I made an acorn hit that lady on the head because I, um, I manipulated the the breeze and the energies of the breeze to make that thing hit her on the head to get her back for telling my kids what to do. And I'm just like, are you insane right now? Like that is, like I said, there'd been a breeze off and on all day, so it wasn't like she was doing it. Like she really wasn't. After a while, we walk to the store. There's an ambulance in the parking lot. And again, she brings up that I sense you have anxiety. I sense you're tense right now. Blah, blah, blah. Because there's an ambulance over there. Literally would not have noticed the ambulance had she not said anything to me. Just saying. And we go into the store. We get our sodas. We go walk around. Do whatever we're going to do. We wind up back at the park all talking. And she's trying to tell me about how in this past life, her and I were sisters. And like our dad killed us together and so she just connects with me on that level because we're soul sisters and our souls have been together for many lives and that we've known each other forever and all this stuff and I'm just like girl are you nuts and then it goes from the we've known each other forever to well I'm trying to change the subject so I said hey like Devin, have you heard from Sandra lately? Because I've been trying to talk to her and she like hasn't been saying much to me. And then immediately, as soon as I brought up Sandra, oh, oh no, that controlling bitch. She is so jealous. She is so jealous of me and blah, blah, blah. And I, okay, 
I'm not trying to tear anyone else down, but like, I'm going to tell you right now, Sandra compared to this girl, like, is pretty, okay? Even not compared to this girl, Sandra is pretty. This girl, like, I understand, like, having kids, especially now, having kids is hard, okay? You don't sleep a lot, you don't always, you know, dress to the nines, you don't always, like, wear the nicest makeup or the nicest hair, I get it. But this girl literally was flabby, looked exhausted, had super dark, gigantic bags under her eyes, and wore really dirty, gross clothes, kind of like Evan or Devin wore. And I'm just like, girl, like, why are you talking about somebody else's looks when you look like that? Like, I'm just saying. Like, and secondly, how do you know she's even jealous of you? Like, She's like, she's mad because I hang out with Devin more and Devin and I are just super close and we're super close best friends and she thinks that he likes me and she thinks that he likes you too. And honestly, I could see you two together talking about me and Devin and I'm just like, first of all, in a relationship that I've been in for years, secondly, it was never like that between me and Devin ever in my life. Like I, I mean, I do have some standards. They were pretty low back then, but I did have some standards. Jesus Christ. And sorry, Sandra, but I did. Um, but yeah. And so she then starts telling me all this stuff about how Sandra's just a bitch and she couldn't handle that he had female friends and that he wasn't always letting her boss him around. And so that's why she never hung out with him. She didn't spend enough time on him. And when she did spend time with him, it was him doing stuff for her. Okay. But like when I was around them together, it was him offering to do stuff for her and her saying, sure. Okay. Because he fucking offered like he offered, he offered not like her bossing him. He offered. Okay. Anyways, that being said around this time, I'm getting super uncomfortable because I'm really trying to be friends with this girl. And the one time I did meet Sandra, she was so kind to me. And the few times we had texted back and forth, she had been so kind to me. So I'm like, you know what? I can't, I don't feel right about this. And around that time, my grandmother told me, hey, I'm almost there. I'm pulling up right now. And I'm just like, thank God. And when my grandma pulled up, I ran. I fucking ran away from them to my grandma's car, got in and I said, get away from here now. So I get in my grandma's car, we go back to her house, I pack up all my stuff, and she takes me home to my mom and dad's house, or my mom and Jan's house, and I'm sitting there in my room thinking I'm done for the day, I don't have to have anything else to do with this girl, I can just like, you know, be fine, and not speak to her ever again. And then I get a text message from an unknown number. It was Joni. Devin gave her my number without talking to me about it first. And he just like gave it to her and she said, well, because we're friends now, I figured it was okay that Devin gave me your number. Girl, it was not okay. It was never okay. If I didn't give you my number myself, it's because I don't want you to have it. But then from there, no matter what I did, if I tried to sit down and eat dinner with my family, or if I tried to like watch TV, or even as I'm laying there trying to relax and go to sleep, this bitch won't stop fucking texting me. And I'm just like, girl, all I want to do right now is go the fuck to sleep. Like, leave me alone. I just spent the afternoon with you. Leave me alone. Like, oh. And even if I didn't respond, she'd still keep fucking texting me.
Until finally she got the picture after like an hour of me not responding and her still fucking texting me that I'm not going to respond so she should probably just leave me alone. Like, and you think that's the worst of it? Oh, it gets worse. So I never stopped really looking for work, but Joni would call and text me nonstop and I would never answer the phone calls until I did find a job. Okay, this was kind of like under the table. I had made friends with a lady in my new hometown working in her thrift store. She was a trucker, so when she'd be gone on hauls or whatever, I would just come in, clean up the thrift store, put out new stock, um, organize boxes in the back, different, different stuff, you know, and she would pay me minimum wage and... Plus, I was allowed to basically take whatever I wanted out if I came across it first and keep it for myself. So basically what was happening is it was a temporary part-time job. I was working three to four hours a day just in the mornings from like eight in the morning until like noon at the latest. So I wasn't there all day. I still had time to go job hunting. Like I get off, have my lunch and then finish up job hunting in my town, whatever I needed to do, you know? So, um... Like I said, she usually was not there when I was at work. It was just me. The store was closed. I wasn't dealing with customers. I was just doing cleaning, stocking, organizing, all that. And I could be texting. I could be talking on the phone. So if Joni called me, sometimes I would answer because I would be bored in there by myself while I was working. And I would put her on speakerphone and talk to her while I worked. She started getting mad at me because I shouldn't be on my phone at work, which she was right. If you're at your job, you shouldn't be on your phone. But I would try to explain to her, like, this isn't a normal job. Like, I'm working for my friend, like, blah, blah, blah. She didn't care. So for that time, that time being, I started realizing, wait a minute, if I'm at work, she'll leave me alone. Like, so I started telling her, like, I'm job hunting or I'm at my job, like, leave me alone. Because she would not stop calling and texting me constantly, constantly, all day, every day. Oh my God. Even at night, like, I couldn't make her understand, like, you know, I have other things going on. I can't just sit on my phone all day. I'm not like Devin. I don't, I don't just sit at my house or at MJC or at the store or at Jack in a Box on my fucking phone all day. I don't do that. I mean, now I'm on my phone a lot more than I used to be because I have a smartphone, but back then I didn't. I had like a little like flip phone type thing, okay? Like I wasn't on my phone all the time. I was behind the times. I had a really like very, very basic old school phone. That's what I had. And so pretty much I wasn't hardly on my phone at all. Plus when I was in my hometown, the phone I had barely even worked. Like, I could send text messages and receive text messages in certain parts of my house, and in other parts of my house, I couldn't even do that much. So, that tells you how much I actually used that phone, hardly ever, especially when I was at home. So, yeah. Anyway, um, there comes a point where, again, I'm at my grandparents' house, and all of a sudden, I get this text from Joni that she is in so much pain, and she needs some help, and blah, blah, blah. So, I tell her, like, you know, I... Don't know what I can do for you, but if there's anything I can do, like, let me know. I don't really know what else I can do for you except for give you advice. Her thing is, I need a ride to the hospital. I'm in so much pain. This is an emergency. Please take me to the hospital. And I told her, I don't have a car, Joni. Like, literally, at the end of 2013, beginning of 2014, I was in that very bad accident, which I've told you about already, I believe. And... I didn't have a fucking car. Like, there was no way I could go to her, eat to her house, even to just visit. So there's 
no way I could have picked her up and drove her anywhere. Then she starts trying to convince me, like, is there somebody's car you can borrow? Can you borrow from your mom or from Jan or from, like, your grandparents, somebody, anybody, please? And when I told her, no, I'm not going to borrow anybody's car. I don't want to borrow anybody's car. Like, are you kidding me? Then she starts telling me, is there anybody you can call to please come and get me? And here's the thing. She lived with her husband, boyfriend, fiance, Jed's parents. And I'm like, I know you live with his parents. Ask one of them. And she's like, but they worked all day and they don't want to take me and they don't like me, blah, blah, blah. And I said, if it's an emergency, like a life or death emergency, then call a fucking ambulance or a cab or something because I can't take you. And if they won't take you, which in an emergency situation, I don't know why they wouldn't. But if they if they won't take you, call an, an, an ambulance or cab or something or an Uber. Damn, like, I, although I don't think there was Uber back then, but like, call somebody. Like, I can't do anything for you. Stop wasting time trying to convince me to, to do something for you that I cannot fucking do. And find somebody who can. Or call 911 if it's an emergency. Because trust me, if it was that big of an emergency, you you wouldn't be texting me. You would be calling 911. Or you'd be, you know, in some real trouble. And when I went to my grandma and told her about it, this was her theory, and this is, and I kind of believe this, and it kind of makes sense. So basically what my grandma said is she thinks that because this girl couldn't get me to constantly be at her beck and call on, on the phone all the time, like she could get Devin to do, and she couldn't get me to basically, she was trying to do this to get, to, to see what I would do for her, or what she could get me to do. Like she could get Devin to literally do anything. She could text him like, hey, come to my house right now and change my cat's litter box. And he'd fucking do it. So like, she was trying to see how, what she could get me to do and what kind of things I could do for her or offer her or that she could use me for. And when I was saying no, um, she thinks that it upset her in some way. And so then it led to us like later on down the line, finally becoming not friends after a whole lot of other stuff happened between me and Devin where I was just put in a really uncomfortable situation again in a house full of men um, people getting into my stuff and taking my things without asking me things that I paid for that they had no right to touch without talking to me first and putting me into a situation where I had had a couple drinks and I had a guy ruthlessly hitting on me and him being my best friend and me trying to signal to him, even though I was drunk, like, hey, help me out here. I don't want to talk to this guy. Get him away from me. Basically not doing it and just sitting there laughing at me. And I'm like, fuck no. Like, so it went from her finally going to the hospital because her husband, boyfriend's brothers, whoever, parents took her. And she got to, like go to the hospital. She had surgery. Now here's where the theory kicks in. My grandma said she didn't think it was an emergency. She was just, Joni was saying that to get me over there to drive her to the hospital. What I think was going on is she already knew she was going to have the surgery because she'd had this problem with her spine for a while. She'd even told me about it when we were at the park that day. So what my grandma thinks happened is she'd had the surgery scheduled. She just, you know, didn't have a ride or thought she could get me to somehow give her a ride and see what she could get out of me. But because I wouldn't, she then just went and had her family or whoever give her the ride anyways. She went in, if it was an emergency, she would have went into surgery right then. She didn't. She went into surgery the next day. So what does that tell you? I don't know. It kind of sounds like my grandma's theory is correct to me. 
Um, and then after she kept bugging me to come to her house and honestly, I didn't want to do it. I didn't really want to go to Devin's house for 4th of July either, where they got into my fireworks and my alcohol with, that I paid for for myself, that they took all my shit without asking me, um, that I had to go buy more alcohol for myself to drink because they kept taking my shit. Um, and I should have just not drank. I should have just not went to it. But at the time I was going through so much at home that I didn't want to be home and I also did not want to be stuck with Joni in her house because she was literally recovering from surgery that she just had like two or three days before this and then just got home that day and wanted me to come and sit in her house with her instead of going out and watching fireworks. And if you know me, I love fireworks. I'm a little firebug. I want to light shit on fire. I want to blow shit up. And I didn't want to waste my 4th of July sitting there with her or babysitting her kids because she can't get up and fucking watch her own kids. Like, that's not my problem and that's not my fault. Especially for someone who I'd only known for about a week. That's not even my fucking problem. Like, <sighs> anyways, I digress. Throughout this whole time, they'd kept talking shit to me about Sandra, about how she was controlling and jealous and ugly and all this other kind of stuff and how, how could she believe that Devin really liked her? Like, when she was moving so fast, she was just so desperate and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So finally, I, it starts bothering me that they keep saying stuff like this. So I told my mom, because I would finally went home, and I told my mom exactly what was going on. My mom said, you know what, if it's that bad and they're saying those kind of things and you, it's really bothering you, maybe you should just call this girl and tell her what they are saying. And I was just like, you know what, I should. So I called there, and I'm really surprised she picked up, because her and I had had a from the last text I'd had from her, which is about two or three weeks after they'd broken up. And it had been about two weeks since then. I finally called her and I was just like surprised she answered because she hadn't spoken to me in two weeks. Even though I'd texted her once or twice trying to get her to answer and say anything to me and she wouldn't. I called her. I told her everything they'd said. Every single freaking detail. And she was just like, oh my god. Like... I didn't know they were doing all this. I thought that literally we just broke up and that's going to be it. And I was just like, no, girl. They're they're supposedly your, your, Joni's your friend. She's going around talking shit about you, saying that, that you're ugly and controlling and jealous. Oh, and by the way, she's saying that you didn't visit her in the hospital, even though, like, I know that you did. Devin saying that he did and he told you that he said that uh, he went to visit her, but then couldn't because you told him that it was family only and he needed to leave and like all this other kind of stuff. And so finally, after that night, we became friends. And if you want to hear all about her, how she met Joni and then met Devin and then her take on me telling her all this stuff, um, then you're now going to have to wait till next week. And I will see you then. Alright you guys, so I know I said I was going to skip all the other segments, but I think I am going to drop a little life advice on you just because this episode is really inspiring me to tell you some shit right now. And that is just because you may feel like you don't have a lot of friends or you're desperate for friends, do not stoop so low as to go back to people who, you know, just didn't fit into your life before or that you quit talking to for a reason like obviously if they made you uncomfortable before or you know you just felt like they didn't have a place in your life any longer then they need to stay out of your life 
don't just go back because you know I'm bored and I need a friend okay I did that one too many times and I've always learned my lesson the hard way and it's just not worth it don't go back don't let someone back into your life if you've cut them out even if they change a lot of times they don't change enough to be let back into your life okay so just just don't go back all right here comes the outro my babies and I'm going to say, I love you, you're beautiful. And if we ever meet in person, I'm going to touch your butt with consent. And then I'm going to buy you tacos. And if you do not consent, I will not touch your butt. And I will not buy you tacos. I'll touch my own butt and I'll buy my own tacos. Okay, bye.